Tuning in to the 424th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Arrows, Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I'll thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Iron Radio, SoundCloud, Pandora, or whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, per usual. Gonna have a great pop for all you guys. Gonna have Kenny, some scouting expert with 247 Sports as we do back to back to back pods pods on monday tuesday and wednesday and today the pod we will be doing is defensive players for the nfl draft the big board the interior defensive linemen the edge rushers the linebackers the safeties and the cornerbacks the first level second level and third level of the defense before i get to that with kenny Gonna give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you, but subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc. etc. Check on the description below. Specifically, if you use Spotify, I have everything timestamped, so you can click on that and, and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you would most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nitrate underscore lane. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane, you will find it. I post three to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right, if you don't like the pod, then fret not, worry not. Just don't say anything, because you know what your mama told you? My mom taught me this. She said, Daryl, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Kenny Sim on the show. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, we have Kenny Sim with us, scouting expert for 247 Sports, to do Battle of the Boards, War Room Pandemic for yet another year, his 14th year doing this for the NFL Draft. Kenny, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, Daryl. Looking forward to going over the defensive side of the football. Uh, you know, good, good, solid class, but... You know, this is always one of the best weeks of the year. Uh, one of my favorite sporting events, uh, despite not being a sporting event in terms of a game, NFL draft, and you know, doing battle of the boards again, going through all of these and getting all the players organized. This is always a great, a great time, great week here for football fans. So let's start with the edge class. What do you make of this class? Obviously. You have guys like Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker. The top tier is fantastic. But when we encompass this entire edge class, what do you make of it? Yeah, edge class, one of the best, uh, one one of the best groups here in the NFL draft. Edge class, you're looking about probably about four or five guys going in the first round at edge rusher. 
However, it's a deep class where there's, I mean, you're going to get good starters, high upside starters in round two, um, even throughout round two. A couple of guys also that played really well at the senior bowl. A uh, couple of talented guys with, with really good length later in round three even. And all in all, you could probably find guys that could at least be in a defensive end rotation as early as the first year. You can find those guys, you know, you can find those guys back into the second round, into the third round. Uh, but like always with the defensive end position, that's a trait position. So so production's important, athletic ability is crucial, length as well. All of those things help you win at what I call edge rusher probably the second most important position behind quarterback. So what does your board look like, Kenny? Yeah, so closing in on about uh, five guys I like here in the first round. My top guy here is Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson doesn't have that top-end length that you look for in a defensive end with 32 and change. Inch arms does have the production, though. Last year, 14 and a half sacks. He's running a, a three-cone drill that is at the same speed as a small slot receiver. That really confirmed that he has the athletic ability, the flexibility from the knees and the ankles to be able to win those 1v1 matchups. Second guy I really like is Trayvon Walker. 6'4", 260 pounds, 4'5", 40. The length he has, the 35-inch arms. Um, the, the ability to play the run at the point of attack, a little bit like a Jadavian Clowney. Playing the run uh, can beat you at multiple ways. You can even kick him inside the defensive tackle, and he'll win like that. You know, a little bit of a, project, uh, of, of a projection because he doesn't have the sack production, but he has all the tools to develop with a defensive line coach into that player. Third and fourth, I got Jermaine Johnson and Arnold Abiketti. Both these guys, productive players. They have the length. Jermaine Johnson... Transferred from Georgia to Florida State. He had a great season. Followed that up. Probably, I think, in my opinion, he was the top player at the Senior Bowl. Um, Abiketti, another guy. Very explosive athlete. Length again. Fifth, Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, I have him. Just outside of first-round grade, you know, reading about him, Getting a quote from an opposing Pac-12 coach said they didn't have to game plan for him. You know, if you get your hands inside of him, body him up, tackles could handle him. And that's a little concerning to me hearing about that. Um, Seeing how his motor is, he does take plays off. Motor's not always there. So, you know, a little bit of work to get him to be a guy like a Trayvon Walker who plays hard all the time. Closing in with those five, a 
couple of other guys, the other, the, the next set of five, you know, second-round grades, high second-round grades, George Karloffis, Boy Moffey. Boy Moffey is a guy from Minnesota. Uh, from the explosion standpoint, some of those explosion metrics, working out at Combine Academy XOs, they said he was right up to par with Aiden Hutchinson. Logan Hall, another guy I like, 6'6", could play him all across the line and line them up against a short arm guard at defensive tackle. He could also play outside too. Kingsley Engerby and Nick Bonito. Um, those are the top second round grades I have as well. But all in all, talented class. Yeah, so... Yeah, I agree with you on a lot of the stuff you said. I'll start for me at number one, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. He's my number two overall player this draft after uh, Evan Neal. Uh, he's the most complete player at this position. He has an array of pass rush moves. He has a spin, swim, rip, bull. Uh, what makes him truly special is his ability to piece all these moves together. So we're talking swim to a rip, uh, rip to a swim, uh Bull rush, speed rush, 6-7, big, dominant in the run game. Twitchy, can stand up, can play with his hand in the dirt, can drop back into coverage, uh, can be a monster in the run game. There's quite literally nothing this guy can't do. Ready to go right away and be a Pro Bowl player. Number two, I have Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I think Will Hutchinson's more NFL-ready. Uh, Thibodeau's a much better natural athlete. Uh, this guy... He has the movement. He has the switch. He's versatile. Uh, he can uh, win with the different pass first moves as well. Uh, you can stand him up in linebacker. You can play him with his hands in dirt too. He has that versatility. He can drop back like a linebacker and cover, uh, which is very, uh, which is something that's very good when you have that type of versatility. Uh, I think his power is underrated. I think he can hold his ground fairly well in the run game. I think he has a good bull rush when it comes to pass rushing. I guess there are some concerns about uh, how seriously he takes football, uh, but the dude's really talented. Number three for me is Trayvon Walker, uh, just a phenomenal athlete, ran four five one at the combine, uh, eye popping speed and explosion. His bull rush uh, is impressive. He gets uh, he pushes uh, off the tackles back consistently, even though he didn't get a lot of sacks. He was more uh, disruption instead of production. Uh, that's something that really popped out when I watched him play also in the run game. He's a monster. He can line up everywhere across the defensive line. He can drop back in coverage as a linebacker. <clears throat> then at four, I have Nick Benito out of Oklahoma. He was a fantastic watch. I love this guy, Kenny. Rangy, 6'3". He has the best bend, pure bend of this entire class. Uh, tremendous versatility in terms of dropping back in coverage, making tackles in open space, and rushing the passer. He's nimble, quick, great hips. Uh, he's a guy who I could see being a 3-4 outside linebacker or a 4-3 uh, off-ball linebacker. I think he has some Micah Parsons ability where you could just line him up the middle linebacker and say, hey, go chase the ball. I, I, I think he has that uh, ability in him as well, so extreme versatility. And the number five... Uh, Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State, uh, underrated prospect from the former Aztec. Uh, he had 11.5 sacks this past season. He has great play strength. 
uh, rarely got pushed to the ground. He always dominated his matchup. You can't put a tight end on him. He's just going to run right through the tight end. He can split double teams, hold his ground against double teams when it comes to the run game. Plays everywhere against the defensive line, on the defensive line as he has a great swim move. Uh, so Cameron Thomas was five, and those are my five first-round graded players at the edge position. Then after that, you get to guys like Kingsley Enbar out of South Carolina, who I think is going to be a, ready, a solid starter, ready to go right away. Seven, I had Boy Mafi out of Minnesota. Eighth, I had Myja Sanders out of Cincinnati. And I'll tell you this, Myja Sanders was one of my more impressive watches. It's just that he's 6'3", 228 pounds, and it's like I don't know what to do with that. That's not a defensive end in the NFL. You can't be 228 pounds and play defensive end in the NFL. So it's like, is he a linebacker? Like, what's his position? That's something I'd wonder. Is he just going to be like a third down pass rusher? Those would be my concerns with Major Sanders, and that's why I didn't have him higher. If we're just talking about pure tape and what I saw, he'd be borderline first rounder, and and, and he'd be probably somewhere between Benito and Cameron Thomas for me in that first round four to five range. Uh, then at number nine, George Carfletus out of Purdue. Uh, number 10, David Ajobi. David Ajobi out of Michigan. Number 11, Josh Pascal out of Kentucky. Number 12, Tyreek Smith out of Ohio State. Number 13, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. I'm not that high on Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I know he has good bend. I didn't see him win as much as I would have liked. I know the Senior Bowl was good as well. Uh, I'm also concerned he was kind of a one-year wonder. That concerns me a little bit. He has all the traits. I just would have wanted to see a little bit more, uh, which is my concern. Uh, and then number 14, I have uh, Arnold Izebiki at, at a Penn State. Uh, he's a guy, like, he throws his body around. He's twitchy. Uh, he can be a crash end. Uh, he's a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking back a few years. He would be my diamond in the rough out of all these guys. He's a guy I wouldn't be surprised in a few years. We're like, oh, he's a Pro Bowl guy. Or he's just like a really freaking good football player, high-level starter. Uh, number 15, Drake Johnson at USC. Number 16, Tyree Johnson out of Texas A&M. Number 17, Sam Williams out of Ole Miss. Number 18, Michael Clemens out of Texas A&M. Uh, number 19, Isaiah Thomas out of Oklahoma. And number 20, Jeremiah Moon out of Florida. couple other guys to mention that have kind of the, um, the explosion here. And one of the things I look for is kind of trying to put a number on this one. Um, learned this several years ago is how to, um, you know, kind of quantify explosion. I like taking bench press, vertical jump, broad jump. Adding them up, getting a total of 70. And a couple of the guys that said explosive met that criteria. One of them we didn't mention. Guy got third round grade on. Dominique Robinson out of Miami of Ohio. He's out of Miami of Ohio, came from McKinley High School. He's 6'4, 250, 41 inch vertical. That was number one among edge rushers. This is a guy extremely athletic. Very good length. Um, competed at the Senior Bowl. Another guy I would take a chance on as early as round three. Another guy that met that criteria a little bit lower in the draft. He's kind of the day two, late day three picks. D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. Really nice player as well. Um, Maje Sanders, you mentioned. Maje Sanders 
Um, had a rough um, kind of draft process up until this point is he, 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 he played at about 248, 250, Daryl, but he got really sick and uh, like, like, like flu-like symptoms. And he came in at the combine, like you said, at 228. Um, Too small. So it's, a combi- it's a combination of that and getting the weight back up and then, you know, running well. I think whatever he ran, it was at like that 228 level versus putting on 20 pounds. So, you know, that that's a little inconsistent. Um, but but he, he is a little bit of an undersized defensive end wherever he comes out at. And then another guy, really good length. I like it around five. Michael Clemens out of Texas A&M. Another guy, big athletic player. Very strong length um, to take a peek at. Closing in on round seven. Um, you know, started this process, Daryl, in August, looking at Bruce Feldman's freak list and getting a sense of some of the top athletic guys, some of them that fly under the radar. Colorado outside linebacker Carson Wells, another extremely athletic player, too. I mean, if anything, guy could play on some special teams. Um, so that's a guy to take a look at. Dominic Robinson, the first guy I mentioned, too. 221 snaps, playing special teams, running on kickoff, playing kickoff coverage. So so these are some of the guys, um, you know, there there is, as you go farther and farther away from the first round, more of a, pro, a, project, uh, a, a projection. However, um, at that point, at this position, you're betting on traits. So those are some of the guys that have uh, that have some traits to work with that cor- that that correlate to success in the NFL. So let's go to interior defensive linemen. Uh, what does your board look like for these guys? Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid board, solid group here. Uh, starting off, the two guys I got first-round grades on, Devontae Wyatt and Perrion Winfrey. Devontae Wyatt, I think he's the better of the Georgia defensive tackles because I like his ability to rush the passer in a passing league for 60% of the league passes. Um, Devontae Wyatt up there, his 10-yard splits, that, that, that quick area explosion, right up there with Jordan Davis. I like him a little bit more than him. Perrion Winfrey, this is a guy who played a little bit out of position in Oklahoma, played nose tackle two technique. They put him at three technique at the senior bowl. He couldn't be blocked. 35-plus-inch arms, very long, causes a lot of havoc. Uh, came into Oklahoma, highly talented, highly touted. A, a, a guy with that type of short area explosion, that length to work on shorter arm guards. That's a guy I'm willing to bet on. I got a first-round grade on him. Jordan Davis, third. You know, Jordan Davis played, uh, uh, rumored that scouts played at 360, got down to 341 at the Combine. So so he's a guy to keep an eye on that, yes, we know his workout was incredible. No one's disputing that. However, um, first time they played Alabama, Alabama went no huddle. They ran him off the, uh, they ran him off the field. He was gassed. So I, I do worry about conditioning level with him. Especially, too, I think only 30, 
30 uh, uh, hurries on the quarterback in 600-plus snaps. So run defender, yes. Maybe a little bit of a counter like a Vita Bay. I'd like a little bit more pop inside at the pass rusher level. So I got him um, at a 6-7, low first, high second-round grade. Um, he'll go higher than that, though. Then filling out the remaining six. I got six guys for a second-round grade. These guys are second-round grades. Travis Jones, a behemoth 321-pound defensive tackle out of UConn. The Marvin Leal out of Texas A&F. Another guy, five-star kid, very athletic along the line. You get that type of size and athletic ability, he can win those 1v1 matchups especially when the team has the lead, you're rushing after the passer. And then Fedarian Mathis. Fedarian Mathis. Guy probably better suited in an odd front. Played nose tackle, played five technique at Alabama. Um, you know, didn't have the production of like a like a, like a Jared Allen, um, uh, what's a, a, a Sean Robinson, Jaron Reed. However, he played that same position. Played it pretty well, so... Second-round grade on Fedarius Mathis as well. And then as we kind of conclude, after that, then it does – I mean, it's a little weak. It does have a little bit of a drop-off. You got a big run-stopper, uh, John Ridgeway out of Arkansas. These are guys late-day two players. Matthew Butler, that's a guy to keep an eye on. Another guy, you're betting on the trades, the athletic ability. He's out of Tennessee. And then on day three, a couple of guys at the end um, – seventh-round grades that I have that I would take a chance on because they're productive players at big-time colleges. Chris Hinton, short area quickness, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Askel Garrett out of Ohio State doesn't have a lot of that pass rush pop, so you wonder, take a guy late doesn't have the pass rush, where does he fit in in the NFL? He could fit in a rotation. And then Jaden Peavy, Texas A&M defensive lineman again, 35-plus-inch arms, want to bet on that late in the sixth round, seventh round, see if you can come in and be in that defensive uh, line, uh, defensive end, uh, uh, sorry, a defensive tackle rotation on a team. Um, so that's kind of an overview. Some good guys at the top, but as we see at defensive tackle, kind of a bigger drop-off after the first couple of rounds that you don't see at the edge spot in this class. That's definitely fair. Uh, so for me, uh, I have a top 10 grade on Jordan Davis. He's my number one interior defensive lineman. Uh, monster in the run. Big, strong, powerful, thick, massive human being. There's just not a whole lot of people in this world who look like this skinny. Uh, he's going to be a top interior run defender right away. That is one thing I do know, and I do have concerns about him eating himself up the league like I do with uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, in terms of pass rush, there's glimpses uh, where you see him explode and push the center straight into the quarterback. You don't see it enough. You don't see a variety of pass rush moves. I think those are things that can be learned from being with a good defensive line coach, learning these pass rush moves, learning how to piece them together, getting in shape, uh, being around the right environment, working on your conditioning, taking it seriously, being a professional. 
Uh, you know, there's just a difference when you're in college. So the game's on Saturday. You're drinking out of the bars on Friday where, you know, you're in the NFL. You're a professional. So I, I just think when he, if he's in the right environment where things are going to be more expected, that becomes less of a concern to me. But the talent is immense with Jordan Davis. At number two, uh, I have Logan Hall. You had him as edge. I had him as a interior defensive lineman. Uh, Hall is one of the best natural pass rushers out of this interior uh, defensive line class. Um, he has underrated feet, good power, uh, fantastic at piecing his pass rush moves together. Has uh, a good power rush, swim move, spin move. He has a lot of length. Six uh, six allows him to distort the QB's vision in the passing lanes. Uh, passing lanes, and he holds his ground when it comes to the run game. At number three, Travis Jones out of UConn. Uh, I have no doubt Jones will be a very good player in this league. Ah. Uh, one of the safer prospects, I think. He is explosive and he is athletic. He's kind of has a little Jordan Davis in him. Uh, just like a better body, more compact body. Uh, great against the run. You're never going to move him off the ball. Pushes the center right back into the quarterback. Doesn't have a lot of different pass first moves. But uh, is still able to wreak some type of havoc and make the quarterback uncomfortable. Uh, at number four, I have uh, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, and by the way, my first three guys, uh, Davis, Hall, and Jones, I have all I have first-round grades on. I don't have a first-round grade on Devontae Wyatt. Uh, and the reason being is why he is a very good pass rusher. Uh, his, he's not very good in the run game. There, there are some things in the run game that concern me. Uh, there are times where he gets just, like, straight blown off the ball and pushed back, and it's like, okay, like, that's not what I would want. And, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, do I see him as somebody who is a situational pass-rushing defensive tackle? And those guys have value, but that just concerns me. If, if we're looking at him and he doesn't have these run game issues, then I'm saying, yes, I, I personally would put him more towards the top, and he'd be a top 15 pick for me. I, I just, when, when I see some of these things in the run, I'm just like, okay, at the end of the day, for as an interior defensive tackle, you want these guys to be able to hold their ground in the run game. Uh, I think that's what everybody wants. So those things concern me. But ran four seven seven at the combine. Has great quickness, feet burst. Uh, can really wreak havoc when he gets it going. Good spin. He has a good spin move. Uh, really good at shutting and uh, disengaging and making tackles downfield in terms of the run game. That I will say. Just the power aspect of holding a blocker, he wasn't very good at. And number five, uh, Fidarian Mathis out of Alabama. My favorite player out of all these guys. Uh, classic 3-4 end. That's what he is. Classic 3-4 end. Uh, all he does is hold his ground, then shed you, then go downfield to make a tackle. Holds his ground, sheds, then goes downfield to make a tackle like clockwork. Never gets moved off the ball. Holds his assignment. Keeps contain. At all times, just a prototypical guy. He will be a starter in this league for a decade. Just a very good blue-collar football player. Number six, DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. He has a lot of versatility. Lot of versatility. Number seven, Neil Farrell Jr. out of LSU. He is a massive man, explosive. I believe he's a nose that can be a solid starter for you. Uh, and number eight, I have Perron Winfrey out of Oklahoma. Uh, my concerns were kind of the same as Wyatt. I didn't like him in the run game a lot. I understand. He has very good pass rushing ability, good swim move long, could explode. Uh, I just wonder a little bit about the physicality when it comes uh, to the run game and holding up blockers. 
Uh, number nine, Zachary Carter out of Florida. Number 10, Matthew Butler out of Tennessee. Number 11, John Ridgway out of Arkansas. Number 12, Haskell Garrett out of other state. Out of Ohio State, excuse me. Number 13, Jaden Peavy out of Texas A&M. And number 14, Christopher Henton out of Michigan. Defensive, uh, defensive end position, Daryl, really quick. Um, Georgia defensive end, Adam Anderson. Probably would be on a lot of teams' boards in November. He's under arrest. For felony rape, his NFL career is on hold until that is concluded. So I had him as a seventh round grade, but until that is resolved, uh, we can't move forward with him. But from a football standpoint, long athletic player, very tantalizing. Um, but just wanted to say that that. He would be on a lot of boards, but right now he's on hold with discipline issues. Neil Farrell, like you said, I think he, I think you were uh, you said number eight. I have number ten, fourth round grade, big body, like you said, up to push around. Um, oh no, he's definition of a nose tackle. <laughs> yeah, the two guys you mentioned like that, like a Neil Farrell and a Fedarius Mathis. Taking a look at defensive line. I bet you put him on the defensive line of the Arizona Cardinals. You know, have him work inside with J.J. Watt. Be a solid starter. Got linebackers that can run behind him. Those are the type of, you know, players and value that teams will draft in round three, round four. Take a look at the end of the season. See a team's great. Team's draft. You know, why did they overcheat? They had a good draft. Guys like those players, fourth-round defensive tackles, starting as opposed to spending a high pick on like a Devontae Wyatt or a Jordan Davis. Something that, um, you know, happens. Uh, something that you see. Defensive tackle. If they're big and they got traits, you know, one of the positions not as valuable as the other top positions, guys slide down to round four and round five. Teams scoop them up on day three. Adding to the depth. All teams need good depth at defensive line. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Me and Kenny are going to talk about the off-ball linebackers. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk. We'll have Kenny Sim with the scouting expert for 247 Sports. So, Kenny, give me your board for the linebackers. Linebackers, really solid depth throughout. Um, two guys I have here in round one. I top linebacker. I'm going to go to Kobe Dean. And I understand there's some size criticism, but 
you know, some of the length and the size, it impacts you if you're not instinctive. He's instinctive. The ball snapped. This guy's already in the hole. He's reading his keys extremely fast. A smart, heady player. Solid locker room guy. And he can run. I know he's 5'11", 229. But I, I, I've just seen this guy for too many years make too many plays in the best conference in college football. Two, I, then, then, two, I got Devin Lloyd. He's a lot like Dean. However, he's longer. He's 6'2", 237, longer arms. Just a just a, a, a stat sheet machine with tackling. He has the range to cover in the middle of the field. Um, I get him second. I think that's a lot of people's first and second guys. Then, next, I got, I got a... I got a list of SEC linebackers here. Quay Walker, Dean's counterpart at Georgia. Just a big, he's six, a 6'3", 241 pound linebacker who can run as well. Those are the type of guys that I want on my team. Christian Harris, again, another guy in that Nick Saban defense. He was the green dot. He had the play calling responsibilities. Came in. You know, five-star recruit, makes a lot of tackles, another guy. You see the theme, big, strong, and fast. Then we get to Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson is my fifth linebacker. I think he goes in the top 50 out of Montana State. He was a Montana State FCS Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, you take a look at him. He's 6'3", 243, 4'4", 2 speed at that size. Uh, fastest linebacker with the length as well. He actually played quarterback and running back coming into this year. Scouts, some 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 scouts thought that he'd be a Taysom Hill in the NFL. He switches to linebacker. Turned out pretty good for him. Then we go down to guys um, uh, guys that are very instinctive players that have sneaky athletic ability. Chad Muma, Leo Chanel, both those guys. Um, they have the adequate size. They're both fast. They make a lot of tackles. They're, they're instinctive. They can play some special teams. Chad Muma, um, a lot like his uh, former teammate at Wyoming, Logan Wilson. Around the football, Logan Wilson, I think he led the NFL in, in, in interceptions at linebacker for the Bengals. And then we move down to uh, Chan- Channing Kendall, another Georgia linebacker. You're sensing a theme. 6-1-2-30-4-4-7, just just an outstanding running chase linebacker as well. His his testing numbers, 90th percentile, uh, kind of a a lighter linebacker. He could play, you know, all four of your special teams units, uh, but you could plug him in, maybe not ready year one, but year two. I could see him starting. I could also, also see... Damone Clark out of LSU. Another, it would not surprise me in a few years if Damone Clark is a top linebacker in this class, multi-year starter. Um, lastly, want to touch on a guy got a fifth-round grade, Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Coming into this year, some mock drafts had a first-round grade on him. He's 6'5", 240, elite length, all over the field tackling, uh, just a prototype coverage linebacker, um, uh, outstanding athlete, racked up. Brandon Smith, 
a guy to take a look at on day three as well. Um, and then Nephi Sewell, the brother of Penny Sewell, um, late. Want to take a look at a big, a big physical linebacker. Um, you know, has has the gene makeup. You know, like a Penny Sewell. Uh, Penny Sewell is also uh, another brother, plays for Oregon. This is the linebacker, the starting linebacker for Utah. Um, Nephi Sewell played right next to Devin Lloyd as well. Both those guys, they look like NFL players. Um, let's not forget about him as well. So, for my board, uh, number one for me is Nicobe Dean as well. Leader, captain of the team, communicates with the defense. Uh, tremendous instincts. Three down linebacker, twitchy, quick. True sideline to sideline. He does not have the prototypical size, but he has everything else he's going to be able to cover. He throws his body around violently in the run game. He's exactly what you want the middle linebacker position. This is not the prototypical size. The prototypical size. At number... To Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin. Uh, he has everything that Nicobe Dean does. He's just not as quite as twitchy and athletic and as physical as Nicobe Dean is, but he can do it all. Uh, great hips. Uh, I, I think he's somebody that you could put on slot receivers and nickel in certain situations. I think he has those type of hips and that type of short area quickness and feet. Uh, really good against the run, sideline to sideline, diagnosis plays extremely quick, great instincts, tough, is able to avoid uh, off to linemen at the mesh point uh, and make tackles. And number three, Devin Lloyd. Uh, I'm not as high on Devin Lloyd as some other people. I still have a first-round grade on him. By the way, I have three first-round grades on these off-ball linebackers, ending with Devin Lloyd. Uh, he's, what, 6'3", 237 pounds, uh, long, rangy, athletic, uh, can play in space, can run sideline to sideline. Lloyd, my concerns about him is I don't think he has great hips. Uh, I, I think that was a little bit of a concern. He has really good reaction time, though. He's fluid, uh, really fluid athlete, can cover the middle of the field. Uh, and he's a guy that when he's in the zone in the middle of the field and with all these receivers, they're running their little slant routes. Quarterbacks are going to have to worry. It's like you, when you have these big people take interior pressure in the middle of the field when you have these long bodies, it's going to be hard to see. It's going to disrupt the QB's vision just a little bit. Uh, I thought uh, Lloyd struggled to shut blocks at times. These are some of my big concerns. He missed too many tackles for me, and he showed a non-willingness to be high contact all the time. Those are three things that concern me a little bit when I looked at this player. Uh, at number four, uh, Des Moines Clark. Uh, out of LSU, he's probably the best cover linebacker uh, in this class. Can cover running backs, slot wide receivers, tight ends, all man to man. He has fantastic hips. It's almost like a it's almost like a cornerback. It's almost like a slot cornerback, except that he's like a six four linebacker. Uh, can run sideline to sideline. He's like a safety hybrid too. I, I feel like he he shows his versatility. You could put him in slot corner, middle linebacker. You could probably put him at free safety or strong safety a little bit. Uh, can do it all for a defense. Uh, at number five, I have Christian Harris out of Alabama. Big, strong, physical thumper at the linebacker position. He is the prototypical Mike linebacker. He has very good burst, acceleration, and power. Uh, 
Good closing speed on his tackles. Has the ability to blow up offensive linemen in the run game. Throws his body around with reckless abandon. I wish his, I wish his hips weren't as stiff as they are in coverage. But they're decent enough. Uh, and just overall, big, thick, strong man. So Christian Harris at number five. Then you have Quay Walker at six. Uh, really athletic sideline to sideline linebacker who can do it all. Seven, Channing Tindall, uh, really athletic again. Sideline to sideline linebacker can do it all. You can blitz him. Uh, number eight, Brian Asoma, the second. He's a guy who's very underrated. He's a guy who can cover. I think he could end up being one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL. And number nine, I have Jesse Lucada out of Penn State. Number 10, Terrell Bernard out of Baylor. 11, Shed. Uh, Muma out of Wyoming, number 12, Jojo Domain out of Nebraska, number 13, Darren Beavis out of uh, Cincinnati, number 14, Troy Anderson out of Montana State, number 15, Brandon Smith out of Penn State, number 16, Jake Sanborn out of Wisconsin, number 17, James Skolowski out of Clemson. And the one note you mentioned about Damone Clark, an LSU linebacker, a little bit lighter, um, you know, there, there, there is a skill set in the NFL that's very important. At that dime linebacker, that dollar linebacker position, this is an exclusively passing down to the lone linebacker. Um, a lot of times it's a bigger safety, but that would be something like Clark could do. Oh, I, yeah. What, what, where you could be that lone linebacker, um, or, or one or two linebackers on the field in a in a two-minute situation, a, a definite pass situation, and carve out a nice role. NFL's always looking for those types of players. Um, they are hard to find, but you take one on a rookie deal like a Clark, um, you know, even a Brandon Smith, I think could be a couple of linebackers, you know, day three guys that could carve out a role like that as that dime linebacker, that dollar linebacker, um, if there is a big pass situation and he's the lone linebacker on the field. Yes, I completely and utterly agree with you, Kenny. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and come to next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to talk about the corners and the safeties. Got an exit break on Barbershop Sports Talk. With Barbershop Sports Talk, we still have Kenny Sim with us, scouting expert for 247 Sports. And now it's time for the defensive backfield. Let's start with the cornerbacks. So, Kenny, just tell me your board. Yeah, so starting off here, um, my first guy I'm going to go with, and I just, I love the player. Ahmad Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, out of Martin Luther King High School in Detroit, Michigan. He was a three-star recruit out of high school. 
quickly came in freshman All-American, first team All-American as a sophomore, last year consensus All-American, and he's got it all. He, he, he's got the speed you look for, um, six, six two, almost 6'3", buck 90, the long arms, very good wingspan. He's a tall, stressed-out athlete, very good at flipping the hips, able to kind of squeeze receivers deep, push them into the boundary. Um, when you have that type of length and height, your margin of error increases as a corner. But Sauce Gardner, uh, really good off the field. Love, love his demeanor. Uh, this is just a guy that, he, you know, he could play a mix of man and zone. He could bump and run with you. He could also play off and closely uh, uh, close in as well. Sauce Gardner has it all. Um, so so he's a, a grade, you know, grade similar to what I've given to Jeffrey Okuda, a Denzel Ward type of player. Two is Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington. Very pro-ready. Another guy, he can mix it up between man and zone. Uh, doesn't have the length of a Sauce Gardner, but... Exceptional tackler, oily hips. This is a guy too that I. What is the surprise if he goes in the top fifteen? Three is I, I, I'm gonna end up going three. I thought about this one. I, I'm gonna go Derek Stingley here, and uh, Derek Stingley, from a talent standpoint, would not surprise me if he goes as high as number three to the Texans. Wouldn't that surprise me if he turn, turns out being a multi-year uh, a pro bowler? Uh, Stingley, the 2019 tape is some of the best tape that you'll see for a corner. And immediately, even as a true freshman, if you're allowed to go to the NFL after one year, he might have been a top five pick. Now, he had the Liz Frank foot injury last year in August, had to shut it down. Um, quietly beat a little bit on deep passes, but as a number one corner, you got to be able to cover that. Got got beat a couple times by Devontae Smith in 2020, uh, but Derek Stingley checking out well off the field. So this is just you take a look at just uh, just good football players, the talent level. He has the ability. He's just got to stay healthy, but he has the ability. So that's why I'm going to put him in here as a first-round grade. Then coming up next is we have just, you know, really strong athletic players here coming up. To hear Elam out of Florida, uh, j- just turned 21 years old. 6'2", 205, uh, just, just a, a very young, talented corner. Excellent speed, excellent long speed, long strider as well. Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth, one-year starter at Clemson. And he really bowled out last year, though, in his first first uh, full, full-time full starter role as a collegiate player. You know, he, he's getting very active, getting his hands on the ball. Five-star prospect coming up. Comes from a track family. Um, good lineage here. Did have, did have a core muscle injury. That really knocked him out throughout the draft process. Wasn't able to run at all. Uh, but, but you know, when healthy, 
has the traits of a first-round corner. What do you think his 40 would be? You know, I think his 40 would probably be sub 4-4. Four, four. I think he runs close to that if, if, if he were to run. Uh, fifth is Tariq Woolen. I, and I really like Tariq Woolen here. The guy that he, he, I mean, if there is a guy that really knocked the draft process out of the park, he might be number one. He's up there with Christian Watson. You know, he knocked out of the senior ball. It caught my eye. He's six. He's, he's almost 6'4", 205. But he just flipped the hips. A 4-2-6. He could jump. He's got the length. Classic Hawk 3 corner. Um, would not surprise me if, if, if he ends up going in the top 50. And just another player out of uh, UTSA. Kyle Gordon, McDuffie's counterpart. Kyle Gordon, again, just a really solid player. Second round on him. And then a couple of players here that I want to touch upon in day three. You know, end of round three, day four, depending on where they end up. Roger McCrary, you know, excellent nickel corner. Just, just the arm length is an outlier. He's not that long. Um, you know, going up against NFL players, wonder if that affects him. So that is a little bit of a flat. Marcus Jones out of Houston, he's a 5'8 nickel cornerback. He won the award that they gave to the most versatile player in college football. And then coming from FCS, Zion McCollum. I get a third-round grade on Zion McCollum. He's, he's, he's 6'2", about 200 pounds. Again, you take a look at the combination of the height, weight, speed, explosion numbers, he's right up there with Division One players. Um, so, so Zion McCollum of Sam Houston State. And then concluding, um, you know, I had a 6-4 on him, Jalen Armour Davis, a well-coached, well-trained corner out of Alabama. Uh, this is a guy that he, he's able to make plays on the ball. He can mix it up between man and zone as well. Jalen Armour Davis, um, you know, a guy could be there, you know, round round four, get into your cornerback pool, can play all the special teams. So for me, uh, my number one is Sauce Gardner as well. Uh, long corner, like you said. He's a surefire prospect with no weaknesses in, the, uh, in his game. My only criticism of him would be, I don't think he has very good speed but not elite speed, like top-tier speed. And I don't think his change of direction is top-tier. But they're both still very good, so it's like you can't have it all, right, Kenny? It's like you can't be the most beautiful girl in the room, be rich, and have the best personality. Like, all those things are a little bit too unrealistic. If Sauce Gardner had all that, he'd probably be better than Deion Sanders, right? So, uh, But very good prospect, Um He's a guy that's going to be able to match up in tight ends. This is becoming increasingly a league that values the tight end. Uh, he's going to be a guy who can put a stop to that. <clears throat> he can play in the slot on slot wide receivers. His press is very good. Wide receivers struggle to get off the line on the outside against his press. Uh, number two, Andrew Booth Jr., uh, well-schooled corner, NFL ready as they come, can play in press, can play zone, can play man, uh, show the ability uh Two different things from zone and a high level. Uh, reads the QB's eyes very well. Elite awareness. Very good natural backpedal. Physicality to him. Will tackle very well. 
Number three, Derek Stingley Jr., probably the most talented player in this class. Phenomenal speed, hips, change of direction, and open space. Uh, his tackling is not as bad as you would think, I'll say. When he wants to tackle, he can make very good tackles. But when he doesn't want to try, he'll jog around the field. And it's like, okay, uh, this isn't good. So Derek Stingley, he's hard to grade that way. Uh, he's a guy with all the talent in the world, but you just wonder where the will and the want to is. I, I have more concerns about his personality than a Kayvon Thibodeau, Kenny, I'll tell you that. Because uh, when I see somebody just casually jogging on the field, that, that always bothers me. And then you wonder how he kind of mailed it in the last two years after winning a national championship in LSU. So still first-round grade for Derek Stingley, but number three. Number four, Kair Elam out of Florida. Very similar to Booth in a lot of aspects, just not as twitchy and as quick uh, as Booth, but can do all the things Booth can from tackling to playing in for man to zone, can press, uh, playing the slot, covering bigger uh Players in the slot, like tight ends. Uh, and number five, I have Marcus Jones out of Houston. Uh, he has elite feet, acceleration, switch speed, quickness, and reaction time. And for a 5'9", 174 corner, he showed a lot of physicality, and he'll tackle you. Going to be a really good nickel corner in this league. And number six, I have Roger McCurry out of Auburn. I know you have concerns about his arm length, but what I say to that is he has the hips uh, and the ability to change direction where he's going to be able to move with a lot of these guys in the slot inside. I think he's perfect for the slot. Physical, in your face, has the attitude of a corner. He can go get burned one play, then he's right back at the line next. You have to be a little crazy to play corner. You have to have a lot of, of confidence, Kenny, because when you get beat and somebody beats you makes a play, you have to get right back in there and do it. That's not for everybody. He has the moxie. Uh, I have a lot of faith in this kid. Uh, at number seven, I have Jalen Amore Davis. Out of Alabama, a long corner, twitchy, can tackle, well-schooled. Uh, number eight, I have Tripp McDuffie uh, out of Washington. I'm not as high on McDuffie as you. Uh, he is a very good tackler, really good in zone. Uh, his 40 time was disappointing, not special. I wonder about his twitch and his ability to be a true elite outside corner. I don't think he has that. I think he's more of a safety slash slot cornerback. At number... Nine, I have Martin Emerson out of Mississippi State. Number 10, I have Mario Goodrich out of Clemson. Number 11, I have De'Aaron Kendrick out of Georgia. Number 12, Kyler Gordon out of Washington. Number 13, Alonto Taylor out of Tennessee. Number 14, Tyreek Woolen out of UTSA. Number 15, Damari Mathis out of Pittsburgh. Number 16, Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. Number 17, Josh Job out of Alabama. Number 18, Tyreek Castro-Fields out of Penn State. Number 19, Kalen Barnes out of Baylor. And number 20, Cordell Flutt out of LSU. Yeah, just wanted to touch upon no stone is left unturned in Battle of the Boards. I wanted to square away a couple of small school prospects. Um, so, Zion McCollum, like I mentioned, at Sam Houston State, five-year starter. And a Guy ran 4-3-3 at 6'2", 200 pounds, uh, jump, jumped out of the jet. He has NFL traits, could be ready as a as a core four special team, play, play all four special teams, be a gunner. Yeah, but but with, with, these, with, with, with these testing numbers and the experience, um, T. 
team captain as well. Really good makeup. That's a guy that you definitely want on your team to bet on. The other one is Joshua Williams. He's at Division II Fayetteville State. Another guy, small school corner with big school traits. He's 6'3", 195. That's a classic cover three corner in the Seattle Seahawks scheme. I see him around round four, 36-inch vertical. Uh, back pedal solid. Um, the fundamentals that he has and instincts could give him a leg up right away compared to other uh you know, Division two guys that end up not getting drafted. So I do think he'll make a roster, and he's got upside to be able to work into uh, to, to, to be able to work into a very good corner. When you take a look at some of these teams, like the San Francisco and the uh, and, uh, Los Angeles Rams, they have a lot of no-name corners that the pass rush gets home, and they have the length to, you know, increase their margin of error and covering receivers. So those are a couple of small school guys that I would keep an eye on. Um, McCollum, maybe round three, but probably more of those day three guys. Um, be, be, be watching out for those players and see where they end up. Now let's go to the safety position. What's your board looking like for the safeties, Kenny? Yeah, so the safeties, um, ending up looking at the safety uh, class, watching the DBs on the last day of the combine, there's a lot of safeties I like here. And it starts off with Kyle Hamilton. I think he's going to end up he, he's gonna end up being a top five prospect for me. Uh, I like a lot of safeties over the years, but here's, here's one, 6'4", 220, um, for that size, Extremely explosive athlete. Now, I know the 40. Take a look at 40. He was one of the slowest guys at the 40. Say, what's going on? Well, some teams have GPS numbers, and that's the play speed. His play speed is right at the top. Take a look at the miles per hour. The classic play, first week against Florida State, opposite hash, track down the ball on the other side, got two feet down, interception. So, that forty time does not worry me. Some guys just not good at te- uh, just 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 not good at testing, you know. Um, and, and then following that up, I got Lewis Seen here. Lewis Seen, he's kind of an old school safety, four three seven, excellent speed to be the star on the Christmas tree for a defense. He can play the post, can play that one high. Uh, he'd also come down to be a physical hitter. And you don't see that a lot from safeties anymore, so he could do that. Um, just, just another guy in that Georgia defense. Then I have Jalen Petrie, just another guy. Big hitter, 5'11", 198 out of Baylor. He was a multi-year starter in that Dave, Ar- Dave Araneta defense. Jalen Petrie as well. Makes plays on the football as well. That's what you're looking for. Um, four, I got Dax Hill. Remember, we have him in that... Uh, you know, I slipped him in the mock draft at pick 32, but if I slipped him in the first round, he's got nickel safety flexibility. He can even be that overhang safety, uh, kind, of, kind of a big nickel or a dime defense, that third safety that plays over the tight end, plays over the slot, cover the hook. Um, he can blitz off the edge. Extremely athletic player. Uh, made, made plays really helped by his elite, his elite length 
at Michigan. And then I have, <clears throat> last, I got um, another guy I like too. It's Jaquan Brisker, another very fast safety out of Penn State. Brisker's a guy that, that makes plays. He can make plays in the box. He can make plays um, middle of the field. He even has the speed to kind of play the post as well. And the traits from explosion to speed to athletic ability to go with college production that they could become starters, you know, in year two, in year three. Uh, you move down another guy who played really well against Ohio State, Vernon McKinley, Oregon safety, round four, round five, ran well, makes plays on the ball, can also play at the box, so he's versatile in that regard. Um, and then looking at trying to find trying to find a, a day a day uh, two day three gems I'd be looking at Daryl is one is Smoke Monday. Auburn safety, and then late in day three, you know, seventh round, Sterling Weatherford. I wonder if Sterling Weatherford is one of those guys that we talk about, like a Damone Clark. He's 6'4", 224, so he's kind of like that lighter linebacker, bigger safety. This guy was all over the field at the senior ball. Another guy very athletic in that Miami of Ohio defense. I think he could play special teams. Uh, he'd also be one of those I would say probably more of a lighter linebacker, kind of like that dime linebacker, that dollar linebacker. Uh, Sterling Weatherford as well. You want to try to, you know, take him in round seven, maybe a priority free agent, instead of spending high draft capital on an off-ball linebacker slash safety. Kind of that unique role that is very important. Uh, Sterling Weatherford as well. Yeah, um, there's a lot to like about this class. Uh, first, Kyle Hamilton. Is generational safety an overstretch, Kenny? Would you say uh, generation? Yeah, I think, you could use I think you could use that just because there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of six four safeties that run like that. Yeah. And... You know, I wonder if he's, um, you know, I'll say it right now since we're on the topic of him, but, I, you know, the three guys that came in the beginning of this draft that were really highly touted, I wonder if there's some fatigue among the draft community. Was Kayvon Thibodeau, Stingley, and Kyle Hamilton with the top three prospects coming into the year? And I don't know if people get tired of talking about them or they try to find a new flavor, but, but, Kyle Hamilton came into the year as one of the top defensive players in college football as a top five pick, and nothing really changed in that regard. So, you know, you could call him that. Um, still, top five safety. Nothing really changed in this game this past year to kind of reduce his role. So he's just kind of been just almost marking in pen as a top five prospect throughout this whole year. Really hasn't been hurt other than he's always up there and one of the top players. I wonder if some people get a little bit of that prospect fatigue that they want to find that next player. Nothing has changed, though, since January, Darrell. We haven't played any games. So, for my board, Hamilton uh, would be number one. Uh, he's a special player at the safety position. He has a great length. Um, he's 6'4". Uh, good burst, lateral movement, can make up ground extremely quickly. You know, for being a 
tall, long safety. He's willing to get in there and freaking hit. And he is a fantastic one-on-one -on -one tackler. Tremendous versatility. You can line him up all over the field. Uh, slot corner, traditional safety, even maybe even a little bit of linebacker here and there. Like a little sprinkle. Good at reading keys he goes down to the field. Uh, makes a good break on the ball. Has good hands. We saw during Florida State where he makes that crazy interception. He has the complete package. Number two, Lewis Sen. My favorite watch out of all these guys. Explosive, physical, throwback, safety. If you're over the middle of the field, he will knock your head off and knock the ball loose. That's what he's on. Uh, strong, twitchy. Uh, he's also a guy that can play a little sub-linebacker, really. I mean, that's more so what he is in this modern-day NFL. Uh, I like his ability against the run. I uh, like his ability to be intimidating presence. Very good football player at number three, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Uh, I, I see his role being a slot corner, uh, nickel guy, uh, Really good hips, lateral movement, can get his hands on you, can also play traditional safety. Number four, Daxton Hill. Same thing, just not quite the athlete uh, Jalen Petrie is. Uh, number five, Brian Cook. He throws his body around. He is trying to hit you. He is explosive, and he wants to lay the woodshed. He'll miss a lot of tackles, but he'll make a lot of tackles. Uh, at number six, I have uh, Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Number seven, Nick Cross out of Maryland. Number eight, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Number nine, Vernon McKinney III out of Oregon. Number 10, Leon O'Neill Jr. out of Texas A&M. Number 11, Tyson Anderson out of Toledo. Number 12, JT Woods out of Baylor. Number 13, Nolan Turner out of Clemson. Yeah, the one guy that I did not mention that I have a fourth on small school guy, but I'm always looking around, I'm looking around locally always, is Tyson Anderson, that safety out of uh, Toledo, he's out of powerhouse St. John Jesuit, the Titans, um, you know, probably if you wanted to transfer, probably could have gone to a Big Ten school after Toledo, but he's a guy, first team all-Mac, team captain, valedictorian at St. John's, um, really long strider and he, he's a guy that he, he he was right there when I watched him at the combine um, with guys like you know the safeties that went to Georgia and Baylor uh, Illinois Tyson Anderson really smooth athlete long strider as well ended up running at 4.36 so similar size to Lewis Seen and he's faster too so, so it's just, just another guy to keep an eye on. But, you know, you start looking at the safety class. Yes, there's Kyle Hamilton, and then grades differ. I think depending on what you're looking for for teams and evaluators um, after Kyle Hamilton. But Oh, well, Lewis Sennett for me is a, a first-round pick. He's a first-round pick for me, Lewis Sen. Who's that? Uh, the Georgia safety. Sen, yeah, Sen. Sen. Yeah, yeah. I mean him, and then you got uh, Tyson Anderson as well. So a lot of a lot of guys that you know could at least be a backup safety, play all the special teams, and they have the traits to develop into a starter. Um, so it's a it's a very underrated position group, I think, in the draft is a safety position. Kenny, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Always good to do.
battle the boards and go through all these players. And once again, I want to thank Kenny Sim for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I will thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 424th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.